Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind. It's a podcast for the busy gamer. I am an Italian-American straight man known as Michael, or I'm the straight man, Michael. Uh, an Italian-American loose cannon joins me in Adrian. Hey, what are you doing? And, of course, as always, we cannot forget the one, the only, the indestructible crab man, Matt. <laughs> oh, you scared me. I remember the crab man from this game. Yes, much He'd... like Dean Martin, I am the straight man of not just this show, but my entire life. Uh, as was I again in the week in the Fortnite's game of A Way Out. I got to be Vincent. I feel like he suits you more. And who did you get to be, Leo? Uh, I got to be Leo. Uh, <laughs> because Leo is your online handle, so it was a funny coincidence. So you played the character who it your online handle is. Out. And to be fair, I played the character I probably would have preferred playing. And so you both played it one time with one character, and I played it a whopping three and a half times. One, once with both of you each. Because you only need about... This is a good thing. If you're coming in and you're like wondering, what is this game about? Uh, and there will be probably a point where we need to say, spoiler alert, because it's very story heavy. But this game's pretty good because you buy one copy, you can play with someone else. Online or local. Local makes more sense, but online as well. Yeah, doing the list of like, we have a little list of stuff we want to talk about. I was like, I, most of this week, I have to wait until we the go end. to the spoiler section. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but let's not talk about uh, the game then. <laughs> let's talk about just news. yet. Yeah, let's talk about news. The news, <laughs> the most important and devastating news of the past fortnight, I suppose, is Dark Souls delayed specifically on the Switch. Oh. I cried, and that's the version that I want. Like exactly, because I have it on PC. I could remaster it my damn self if I wanted to. <laughs> there are mods. Uh, there are mods. Um, but then, no, alas, I must uh, wait longer. Uh, I have this picture in my head, right, where you have the chosen undead known as Banco, ba- Bando Namco. Bandai Namco. Banjo <laughs> Namkai. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they're they're the hero, they're the chosen undead of Dark Souls, and then it's just I don't know the Switch as a big Dark Souls esque boss on a platform fighting, and then uh, so you died, you delayed, you delayed. So walk me through it. What platforms will the remastered version be on? Is it only going to be on the Switch, or are they bringing it to other no. consoles as well? Yeah, it's it's all of them, except Switch has been delayed, whereas PS4, Xbox One, and I'm pretty sure PC also oh, as well. It's being PC remastered as well. I wasn't aware of that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I can... I mean, I have. I didn't check. All I heard was Dark Souls on Switch, and then I stopped listening. Yeah, that's that's exactly... What I heard as well. Well, just... PC Gamer has an article saying that Dark Souls Remastered is coming out, so I, I must assume it's on PC. Okay. Because they've basically done that before. We had Dark Souls 2, and then we had Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin. Mm. Yeah. That was kind of a, like a softish, immediate remaster. Like a game of the year, but it ran, it ran on a different DirectX 
Yeah, they are, and they upped like the the amount of invaders and stuff. I think. Yeah, so it actually requires a different launcher and yeah. Yeah, this different right. game, yeah. which is which was bizarre. It makes more sense to do it this way, where you're like, oh, it's a couple of years down the track. Uh, let's bring it forward again. I'm still not convinced. Yeah, because you want more con, like you want more content. You're like, I'd like, I would have liked, I would have liked something. To because be fair, I don't though, have you done everything in the base game? I doubt it. I'm pretty sure we have. I've Did played it with to, you because I know I still haven't been to the Ash Lake and stuff like that. You haven't oh, done one thing. You haven't done one thing yep. on. Uh, uh, in Dark Souls, and that's play with me. <laughs> we tried, we tried, but no. By the time, by the time I finally got it, you guys were like, eh. no. I have a distinct memory, and I have a folder sitting on my desktop that reminds me of this every time I look at it. That we tried to play because um, <laughs> I was saving my old files and swapping them in and out. So I have a folder on my desktop. It's called like DS Mat or something, and it's your the file I have with you. But we just stopped, I think. I don't know. Just one of those things where you don't get time or whatever. Because we're busy boys. This is the podcast busy for boys. the busy gamer. It has the problem that... Did all Dark Souls have this problem? But I remember it's very evident in the original Dark Souls that playing together requires you to basically do the same boss three times. Yeah. If, but yeah, that's the same on the other ones because it doesn't save any sort of progression across multiplayer because you're being summoned into the world. So it can be it can be a huge time sink, I guess, when there's three of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is like you have to be the same level, so you have to basically start a character together. You can't like come back and help because you still like it was it was even simpler where it was like you have to be within ten levels. That's it. It's like, well then I've got to grind a character up or I've got to wait for them to grind. But they might, they're sorting that with the password system. Yeah. So I think it's, it's probably, hopefully there's better level, because I think there'll still be level restrictions. Uh, and as far as I can tell, it is coming in at a reduced price. It's not going to be your classic $80. Nintendo Switch. Yeah, seventy nine ninety five. It's coming in around 69 from what I know. So then you would hope that the, like, the department stores, like a Target and a Big W, would do like day one, $50, and then you can either make your local game stores price match that, because they will, as long as it's in stock. Well, all I can think about this news is what, sh- funnily enough, the Nintendo uh, employee, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, said, which is, a delayed game is eventually good, but a rush game is forever bad. And that makes me think, okay, that's that's a better idea. All right, so... It's Bandai Namco is the hero, and he walks onto this platform, and there, standing on the other edge, Shigeru Miyamoto, <laughs> and and they fight, and Shigeru Miyamoto says like, "Not good enough," and just throws him off, and then you died. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds so like the, more reasonable. The game is about to release. It's in the Undead Asylum. They get up to the QA Quality Assurance Asylum demon, and he just keeps kicking their ass, and they go, "Sorry, guys." <laughs> We're not there just yet. We're not ready to face the real world, the real troubles. They also delayed the Solaire Amiibo, and I want it so bad. And I can't tell if it's because I went to eBay to pre-order the Dark Souls on Switch, 
the Dark Souls on Switch. The Dark Souls. The Dark Souls. And, yep, did that. And then the next day it was, like, announced, delayed. I was like, da, ga, ga. But, um, it was your fault. <laughs> they got all the money. You uh, know what I would prefer? Okay, go. Demon Souls. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Given them that just shut down forever. The yeah, servers but that's shut Sony's down. fault. That's Sony's fault. And it was True. never on PC. If it, it touches a PC, like where I played Dark Souls originally, it's kind of forever there. But if it's old console and exclusive, then there should be a reason for remasters. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't, to be to be honest. But I'm sure if this does well, then they might consider it. And Sony might consider it. PS4 exclude Because I think Sony technically owns the rights to it. Yeah. And they didn't play ball for the sequel. So that's why it's Dark Souls. Yeah. But that's enough about Dark Souls. I mean, we could talk forever. We could do a whole podcast episode on it. Hint, hint. Uh <laughs> But what else is interesting to talk about that came out today, in fact, was that Valve has bought up, and they've done this before, but not in quite this way. They've bought up a third-party developer, which was Campo Santo, who made Firewatch. Did either of you two play Firewatch? Yes. I did not, but I think I watched a playthrough of it. If you watched it from start to end, you pretty much played the game. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, and I did... I tried to do this playthrough again where because you you know you respond but if you wait long enough you don't say anything. Um ah uh, yeah, the and, playthrough where you don't do anything. Yeah, and it's like this is just still the same and it was uh but yeah. I'm interested to see what Valve wants to do with like Campo Santo. Have they done anything else? So they're leaving them to do their own thing. That's what they said they're like, which is what I was saying it's a bit different because I know they've absorbed Oh. I mean, like, um, the like Portal was a was a uni project, and then Valve bought or hired, I suppose, the students who did it as a um, developer, quote unquote, and they did the same with Portal Two, um, at, at both from DigiPen, like, which is a like a university for game design. So this is the first one I've heard where they've like absorbed them, but haven't put them on any, any of their own games or anything. They're just like. Yep, you guys keep doing your thing because they're currently working on a game as a follow-up to not in the Valley sequel. of Gods. Yeah, um, but apparently, yeah, they just let they're like, yep, keep doing your own thing. We just own you now. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I guess that's like um, what two K games. They they're the actual owners of like Rockstar, but Rockstar get to do whatever they want. Yeah, so it's like following like. Yeah, plenty have done that. I mean, we've heard about EA buying up studios and stuff like that. But this is the first time. Yeah, this is the first time Valve has done it. So it'll be really interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah, how this pans out. It'll be interesting. It was. It seems like because I did quick Google to see who else they had bought. Uh, Hard to find exactly who they have bought. But uh, earlier this year, about two months ago, there were still rumors floating around that Microsoft wanted to buy Valve itself. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen. No, I think as long as the original uh, members of Valve are there, it's not going to happen because they really, at least Gabe Newell, really supports Linux. I mean, he used to work at Microsoft, so he probably just knows. He's like, we can't let them have it. What if Bill's a big fan of Half-Life? 
He I'm sure wants, if Bill was... He just wants the third. Yeah. He just wants Half-Life 3. I will pay you one trillion dollars. I will give you all of my money. See all this money that I give to charities every year? That could all be yours. <laughs> it could be yours. I will give just you give the gates that I am named after. <laughs> I will give you the Bill Gates gates. The Bill Gates gates. <laughs> the, the Bill's gates. <laughs> Bill's gates gates. Is that the news for this fortnight? Yes, I believe so. Let us go on to... Let's find a way out. Ah. Let's find a good segue and a good way out to the game. A way out. Now, where do we start with this? Because it's such a story-driven game. It's, yeah, it's going to be hard to talk about things without got, like retroactively talking. Yeah, so I think we need to talk about things that aren't about the story per se. Like I realized I was doing our intro about who is who and I realized straight up that's a spoiler and I'm like, I can't put that. Um, so I think we should talk about things that have nothing to do with the story. Like I'll start with a bit of a funny thing that I realized when playing because I've played it three times and locally when I've played with Adrian and my partner, it's all fine. It's all good. It's really solidly built game. However, when you're playing online, it gets so glitchy in yeah. hilarious ways. You can feel the lag. Uh, there was a specific point where I was like, shooting a thing and it was like off center but hitting me i have to explain later but yeah so weird um one thing i can think of is that there's one point with a boat uh quite near the very end actually and uh the boat like (laughs) there was a cut scene and then it went into gameplay and the boat just shot up about I want to say 200 meters. It just <laughs> went straight up and just came crashing back down. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> but yeah, when it's on land, it's great. Like, because I've heard people, you know, a lot of people complain that, or a lot of developers, I should say, say that, you know, oh, we can't make this split screen co op because it, you got to render it twice and at these graphics, blah, 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 it's too much. But like, this ran. Fairly like flawlessly. I didn't. I don't, there was no frame drops, no issues with um, playing. Biggest no. issues: texture popping. Yeah, and that's it. And sometimes that is pretty bad. Sometimes it's like, ah, oh, you got you're eating green for dinner tonight. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's peas. Okay, it's peas now. <laughs> Would it be easier to talk about the game if we just went through? both story and gameplay in sequence as everything is introduced? Well, I don't want to... I feel like we need to then go... It's a spoiler. There's some things I want to comment on, but because of other things, I don't want to talk about it. Well, is there anything you want to say right now? And we'll do the spoiler warning in a second. Is there anything you want to say? Should we talk with all the generalized things that can... That aren't super specific. Yeah, well, that's what we're yeah, doing I right think now. That's what we should do. Okay, <clears throat> go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got something that Michael actually said that was like, "Oh, that is so true." Right, this game is like Grand Theft Auto Five, but just the story missions. Yeah, 
I can do that. And it's pretty good. Um, things like combat at first, you're like, ah, oh, it's just a quick time event. But after a while, you realize that square is always hit and triangle is always counter. So you can, like, when you're playing later on and you can see someone's throwing a punch at you, you can just start spamming triangle and you know that you'll be in the good. Yeah, and that, that like, was something about this game. Um, in general, like you mentioned, quick time events. I'm surprised this game even exists. Like, yeah? And has done well in this era because... This is the era where people hate quick time events, right? But is it? But yeah, that's the thing. This game has done fairly well. Like, and no one is blasting the quick time event of it. You know, the fact that the whole game is quick time events. Well, think of it this way: the entire Telltale games series, <laughs> the multiple series of Telltale games, are purely story driven, generally quick time event games it actually brings into question are they games and i think this one is trying to do more because you can drive and there's gunplay and there's fighting so it tries to take it a bit further but you play things like um telltale batman telltale game of thrones all the way back to walking dead sort of kicking it off in that way quick time events i think as long as they're kept in this environment where Everyone is admitting this game is about the, uh, it's almost more like an interactive movie at times, then I think people are happy to let it pass. It's when it doesn't belong that people have a problem. Yeah, good point. I was just going to say, I think like a good example of that, I'm pretty sure is uh, the Tomb Raider reboot game um, where you'll be playing regularly and it'll almost be like a Ubisoft game and then all of a sudden it throws a quick time event that you fail and then Lara gets eaten by wolves. Yeah. That's weird. Whereas this, it's all kind of... You know it's going to be your primary yeah. form of interaction. Yeah. So would you put this like under the banner of game or interactive movie? I reckon it has just enough game to make it a game. Yeah, probably just enough game, particularly the back the back half, the front half, is an interactive movie, I think, overall. Because I would say, like, people say Heavy Rain is an interactive movie more than a game. But I feel like there was more gameness in in that than there is in this. That That is an adventure game. But a lot of people say it's it's an interactive movie, it's not a video game. No, there was more to it because it had multiple endings, branching, like, sort of paths. You yeah. could find evidence, miss evidence. I think when you... As long as you complete, so you have A to do, as long as you complete A um, and with minimal gameplay, then you're looking at interactive movie. But if you can do A, B, or C, and the story will continue regardless of either completing all three or one, then you're getting into the realm of game. I think the co-opness of it actually puts it into game territory because the fact that it's uh, like... A lot of it even is, I found with playthroughs, is like competitive in a way. Like when there's one thing to do and there's both of you and you're tr- trying to beat the other one to get there like first sometimes. Uh, although that said, there's not a heap of those moments, but there's still those moments. So the the fact that you're playing with someone and... I can't, I'm trying to think of it like a good example. 
um, because I can't think of any on off the top of my head. Maybe, for example, in just after you, you this is not a big spoiler. So you get out of prison. <gasps> in a oh. game about escaping prison, I know, right? Um, and then you like catch fish. I found myself getting competitive at that because young Michael over here what? just caught fish for the whole family. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I'm not good enough. And then in subsequent playthroughs, um, I found myself really needing to at least get one fish. You had to become the provider. Yes, I work hard for this family. Do we have any other thoughts or should we move on to the story? And I can and talk a in more general, generalized things. Yeah, go for it. So I felt that overall the game was like a test. Of what? Of the system, in a way. Oh, yeah. I do think that it's... Like it's almost a tech demo? More than a tech demo, but... I still feeling out the idea that they thought of for this. Yes, it doesn't seem like it is a big, like, magnum opus for Joseph Fares. I still, like, how, how people say that, like, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons was on the way to this. I feel like this is on the way to something else. Is this by the same guy who did Brothers? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. Okay, yes, okay, I, I get the vibes then. And because while while it does a lot, it's almost like a tasting plate. It's like you've gone to the restaurant and you said, oh, we'll share like a tasting platter and you can just bring out like a whole bunch of different little things. That does make sense, given that like a lot of there's a lot of little mini game esque things where it's like, oh, you can spin this globe, or there's a great part where uh, you get to jam out with the other guy on a piano and a banjo. Mm, beautiful. It's like this serves nothing, and then there's a bit of that where it's like this has nothing to the game, or even like the characters growing. Okay, maybe the music one, but most of them are like just we hear a thought on one character doesn't help you know, connect these two characters together. It's just this cool little mini game thing that you get to do. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is just to fill out space because they can't, they, otherwise it's just, you know, do the objective. Um, or if this is, yeah, possibly a way, a, a test, a testing of the waters of ideas that they have. So Brothers A Tale of Two Sons had... One person control two people. Yes. Uh, A Way Out had two people controlling two people. My Mm. theory is that the next game will involve two people controlling one entity. I'm down for that. That just seems like the natural progression to me. (laughs) And how does this work? I've played a game like that. I mean, I kind of have a thought on one. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know if it's the same one we're thinking. I can't remember what it's called. You play a guy who is undead. And you have to move his body, and someone gets. It's like playing Octodad two player. Octodad, yeah, I was gonna say it can be two player. Yeah, there's a game like that that I've played. There's a character in some MOBA. I can't remember which one it is. Here is the storm. Maybe where it's two players play one person. One, well, it's like a, a Goliath with two heads or something. But okay. like the mechanic definitely exists. But I'd be curious to see how. Um, 
people who made this would take that on, if that is where they're headed. <laughs> okay, I've got one good question, I think, before we start going into the story, going into spoilers. A uh, question that is poised perfectly for the viewer who will not be able to listen to the next part because they don't want to spoil the ending of the game. And that is, do you think that the... I think, personally, that the story is what makes this game. Absolutely. But I, I'll... I also think that the gameplay kind of does stand up for for itself as well. What do you guys think? Yeah, the gameplay is like um it's it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable way to experience this story. Is what is what cuz I was thinking if would this story work as just a movie or or an animation or something like that? And I think no, this this game the way this story is told through the game and with the game is the best way to tell this story. This story can't exist, I think, as... Or it can, but it... It would do a disservice. Yeah, it would do a disservice. And if I was, if you were playing it by yourself, you would be more aware of its downfalls. Playing with another person, you're creating the story together at times. I think that's what those moments are for in between the set pieces where you can just go have some fun is because that's that's where co-op multiplayer shines when you are doing things together and experiencing your kind of own story. And so I think if this was stripped down to a completely single-player experience, it would be quite lacking at times. I think we should, before we move on to um, the story and the spoiler section, I suppose, we should just quickly say, outside of whether you're a busy gamer or not, is this game worth playing? Yes. If you can find someone to play with, do it. Yeah, yeah. I reckon this is really good. Um, I I do think this strengthens uh, the, like, I reckon this makes friendship better with the person you play <laughs> it. No, Like, no matter kind of how you play it. Um, per se, which will make sense in the spoiler section. <laughs> but no matter how you play it, I feel like you... I feel I feel closer to you two. <laughs> Interesting. So if there's, do we have any last comments or do we move on to spoilers and... I think we uh, have to dive story. in now. Okay, yeah. all right. Let's, let's, let, let's... Here we go. It's really obvious. If you haven't played A Way Out and you want to experience it, the way it's meant to be experienced. It's the first time. It's the only time I'm ever going to say this. Stop listening. <laughs> yeah. If if you know the story, then there's no point in playing. Like, uh, unless you, there's someone who you love that really wants to play it, you and you make sure you don't tell them what you're about to hear because that'll make you naughty. So don't do it. We will. We will come for you. We will find <laughs> you. We will rain down on you. <laughs> No, um, because the story does make the game. Um, so let's get going. Uh, I think we should just straight up talk about uh, the start. Um, so I'll lay it out because I'm looking at it all. Can I just say this? Yeah. If you're still listening because you're going, but maybe I just want a little taste of that story before I go play. Uh, if you know the Shawshank Redemption, you know the story, like the first half of the game is the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. Like, I was 
thinking like, oh, this is going to be Shawshank, but like, it. I it mean, changes it up because it's two people, but effectively, like it is a prison break story. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I think we, it takes we a few spoilers now because we could talk things. about why it isn't. I, I'm happy to. All right. Well, let's let's. I'm gonna outline. Yes. Go away if you haven't played it. <laughs> but come um, back once you do. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna outline. So we've got five acts. All right. The first act has ten chapters. Second act six. Third ten. Fourth seventh. Oh, does it really the, divide up that much? Yeah. And I the think fifth it must is be fourth. every little thing you do then, because let's let's say this game isn't massively long. No, it's not. It's about six hours, I'd say. Um, and I'll I won't go to each chapter, but the first act is escape, as in escape prison. Second act is fugitives. Third act preparation. Fourth act vengeance. And fifth act conflict. All right. Let's let's say this. Did anyone see that the end twist coming? No, I did not at no, all. It was I well didn't heated. see it. A, yeah, I didn't see it a mile away. And I would like to applaud it for that because a lot of I feel like a lot of media that try and do something like this nowadays just fluff it and you're like you can predict it before it happens but this was i was like i was just like oh beautiful didn't see it coming oh it's great like it legitimately surprised me so i feel like i need to say spoiler warning again so yeah that last act the conflict when you find out and this is what i wanted to put i wanted to put uh as Michael, as an Italian-American undercover cop. Uh, because yeah. Vincent is was secretly the whole time an undercover cop. And you have four short chapters where you fight. If it wasn't for the gameplay change, though, would it would it actually be that great? Because even though it's good that it comes out of nowhere, it isn't. It is a trope of crime drama to be like, and he's an undercover person. True. So it, it does hit a, a, a sort of a well-used note. But I think like overall, how the gameplay helps the story by switching it up, by that being revealed and that being like, well, now you're against each other. That's the That's the moment where I was like... Oh, this is good because of the doors it opens. Yeah. yeah. And it was good as well because for me, I had been learning the whole game to watch your partner's screen. So it, to me, it almost felt like, now you're going to screen cheat. Now you, you're going to do that on purpose because we've been training you to watch his screen and to figure it out. The only problem is the map is very confusing. So it's like, I have no idea where you are. Um, ah, yes. And the, where you actually fight and shoot one another, which yeah. is what I was talking about with the lag earlier. Like, I was like, my cursor over you, pegging you. And I was like, okay, his health's only going down like small ticks. Maybe this is a long, drawn-out fight, which it kind of is. But then you, I look across at your screen and you're like shooting to the left of me and I just get chunked. And I'm like, what? How? Lag? Yeah, I, I had a moment of that with Michael where... I don't think I, I didn't even think I was hitting him properly, but then his health just went down and it was almost gone. But both of you bested me. Really? Yeah. Get wrecked. Um, just I the shooting mechanic in this, like I appreciate it, but I suck at it. 
uh, it must be decent because you two could both do it. Yeah, like the gameplay wise, it was fine. Uh, it was just a typical third per third yeah third person shooter. I'm not sure if it was the settings. I felt that it was very it was like hard to aim. Moving the right stick while aiming wasn't quite tuned for me, and I wasn't sure if you could change that in the settings. If you can't, then it's not you. If you can change it up, well, then maybe I. Yeah, you can change it up. Yeah, I I did try to change it, but I still couldn't keep the hang of it. But yeah, I really enjoyed the fact the flip on this, like, because mm. from the start I was like, okay, there's no way a game like this gets made and we don't fight each other at some point. But I was like, how does it happen? Is it like maybe we fight over the diamond or something? But the way they did it, mm, mm, beautiful. Yeah, I was trying to actually because I finished it. And I know that sometimes, because this is the podcast for the busy gamers, I was really afraid that you guys wouldn't finish it or like wouldn't want to finish it. Like maybe the story just wasn't that compelling or maybe life got in the way. So I was like, guys, the ending's really good. It's kind of like Uncharted, which is true. Act four, where you go and uh, fight Harvey is his name. Yeah. What a what a menacing name. Um, is a bit kind of like Uncharted. You're in the tropical part of Mexico, which I didn't know existed. And neither did, uh, I think Leo didn't know that either. (laughs) And me and him said at the same time, (laughs) I didn't know Mexico could be this pretty. There's jungle in Mexico. I I genuinely did not know that. Central America. But that part part with Harvey uh, is... Scarface, yeah, yeah, so cliche, but I like very <laughs> an ep- a very cool epic moment. That's the thing about this. Uh, it a lot of what it does is kind of cliche, or I think someone wrote familiar, but it yeah. does it very well. Yeah, like if it if it did it poorly, I think it wouldn't make the story. Like it would have, I think one thing bad would have made the whole thing collapse, but it all stood very well. Well, it's because it's simple, you know. Mm. If you play the, if you if you play those notes, if you present those familiar stories, where we're happy for them to not be amazing every every chapter, you know. If it had tried something completely different and shanked it, then it would look worse. But because we're familiar with it and obviously the writing could draw a lot of inspiration from lots of different crime drama drama um, films, they're able to put together a story that that keeps you interested and has these like sort of climactic moments, even if the whole story at times, sometimes it was a bit of a, you know, it was just kind of, it was a little bit by the numbers at points. But then you'd hit these climaxes, and for me, it's like it was tying it was tying the gameplay into it. Every time you got more to do while story was happening, the better. What was your favorite part of the game? Uh, mine would have to be the end where we're bursting one another. Just the face off. Just because it's like. Everything was washing over me at that point. I was like, oh my God, this that explains this. And like, just all about how what the game has done and how it's how it's presented 
everything. I was just like, it was just, it was as much about the game as it was about kind of like, man, these developers, holy, oh, they did so well. Oh my god, yeah. that's that's that very emotional me. at the end. Yeah, like, like you you were brutal on me. You were like, sorry, I b- killed you, and you were like, why did you kill me for? Why did you have to kill me? And I was like. You were like, you don't even care that you killed me. And I was like, no, I didn't want to have to. I was, if there was an option. <laughs> that's why, like, as soon as it ended, I was like, okay, I looked up. No, there's no way that both people live. So I was like, well, I don't feel so bad then. But if there was an option where I didn't have to kill Vincent, so I was playing as Leo, where I had to kill Vincent, I would have been happy. But I was like, oh. And then it was like showing his, like, kids and wife. I'm like, oh, oh. Like, I just had this, like, sinking feeling in my gut. But I was like, well, I did the right thing for my character slash me. And I think that speaks to how well this game sets out to do what it does. Like, it really makes you feel for both characters enough to... It, it, it's like you're playing as Leo or as Vincent and you're like, I want to like, I want to save this character. I don't want to have to kill them because they're my friend. But my my own... Uh, reason to stay alive is more important to me. Mm. That's how I felt. I was like, I was like, I don't want to have to kill Vincent, but Leo, Leo, Leo's family is more important to me than Vincent's family. Yeah, that makes sense. I was so sad, like when, um, when I was playing with my partner, because no, no offense to her or anything, she's a very good gamer, but I'm unfortunately just better. You know, us three are the pros uh, of Perth. Um, That's why our Rocket League team did so well. So, so so well. uh, Anyway, and so I kind of knew that I was just going to win. As soon as it started, I was like, I'm going to kill her and then she's going to be upset. Um, And I did. (laughs) I killed my partner for this game. Anyway, um, but I was just thinking, well, what's the point? I'm just going to go to prison and then I'm just going to, you know, get my belt and I'm going to hang myself because I've lost my best friend. I killed my best friend because he's a cop, because he's a pig, and he lied to me. What's the point? I was uh, very emotional. Well, he wouldn't be your best friend. He was my best friend, <laughs> Michael. I, as Leo, like Vincent, I had trusted him so much that Matthew at the controller... <laughs> Was like, if it wasn't for the fact, because my partner, and I did this when I was playing with you, Michael, hmm. I, I, I shared the same uh, insults where it was like, oh, you pig, you're a cop, you're a dirty cop. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't care. I felt, because I was Vincent and I killed you as Leo, uh, and it was very much that, like, I don't want, I don't want to die. So it's a very game like feeling to have. It's the entire objective generally of multiplayer games. I don't want to die. Um, but I felt like I shouldn't have been able to kill you. Like have the option not to? Yeah. It's like if I'm Vincent, if it's then revealed that I am an undercover cop and we both scramble for one gun at the end and then you point the gun at the person as they're like kneeling, it's like that should be like a like like it's over kind of moment. Like I have the upper hand, stand down, think of your family. As yeah. the police officer who 
it's like you've made his life even worse then you think you've helped him by going after harvey but if by revealing that you're an undercover cop you've just broken him even more he's going to get a bigger sentence than before you've ruined him <laughs> and then you decide oh, i'll shoot him and it's like i don't think there should be an option for vincent it makes him kind of it makes him more crooked <laughs> yeah. yeah it makes him a bit dirty maybe that's it because at, at the end uh he resigned. No, you didn't. You got fired for killing an unarmed man. I don't think he did because it's like I think there was sort of the they oh, give him definitely... the, they give him the gun when you get off the plane, and it's like oh everybody here is real old school. We don't care about crims, sort of thing. Yeah, and so that's he, true. And if you die, you get hailed as like a hero. That's true. I feel like Vincent. They're definitely got the best out of this. If he lives, he lives. If he dies, he's a hero. Whereas uh, when Leo dies, he gets this most pitiful funeral of just his wife and the son are there. So wow. what does Leo get if he wins, if he lives? So this is the thing. This is where the game falls apart just a tad. He just gets away. I was like, okay, I've killed Vincent. And then he just like, it fades to black and then it fades back. And he's like driving a car. He's got a beard. I'm like, okay, but how did he get away from all the cops? What the hell? <laughs> like not explained. Was, he and then he goes, to go. no, <laughs> he killed Vincent. Now he's a cop. That's how it works. Uh, isn't it? <laughs> Champs versus challenges. No, um, no, I, I actually agree. Adrian. I was like, it, when I was killing Vincent the first time, I'm like, what's the point? Cause I'm just going to go to jail. Yeah. I'm like, how does he get out of this? And then he just, yeah, he just he just he got out. Um, he found my, a way my out. guess is it's like they lost track of them and then he just walked away. That's yeah. like my own explanation. But I feel like the game has done so well so well elsewhere that not having a you know just a something story related to tell us is a bit of a drop in the ball just a tad. Um, but he does that. He drops the letter off that Vincent wrote to his wife. Which is a nice gesture, and it's I just, kind of ironic, like not ironic. But I don't know. I just found it funny that he was like, "I will be a better." Nope, you're dead. I'll be a better. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be, be there husband. for you. No, now. No, sorry, sorry, Vincent. Um, and then Vincent goes back to his family. They're in a hotel. I think they fly away somewhere. I don't know. Um, and yeah, Vincent has like a proper police funeral. And look, in a in a in a nice way. I said this to Matt and Matt was like, oh my God. I was like, he gets to see his brother again. And, oh, you know, like. <laughs> so hurt. Like, what? what is that? At least he gets to see his brother again. Oh my boy. Well, like I said, I, as, I said it as a joke, but it was like, um, obviously he loved his brother more than his family because he abandoned his family. His, yeah, to his, his and that's obviously to what revenge. his wife thinks. Yeah. But um, <laughs> some of the voice acting in this game lets it down at times. Yeah. The, oh, so awkward sometimes. Yeah. So awkward. Some characters are a little bit devoid of emotion in what should be an emotional scene. Yeah, it's like they have they don't have any empathy for others, but they'll get <laughs> yeah. really emotional about themselves. Like, my son. Uh, where, and then the other person's like, oh, 
you know, it'll be okay, man. It's like no empathy for others, but so emotional about their own issues. His his wife in particular, Vincent's wife, I felt was the most oh, kind of so flat. Cold. She was cold. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh yeah, I don't care that Vincent's dead for her. <laughs> Fair, I'll pay that. <laughs> but I never grew because I never grew to like her. Like I liked Leo's wife yeah. and son, but maybe because I played as Leo, that might be a factor. But uh, Vincent's wife, I was like, maybe she's just being a bit difficult. Like I'm like. He's in prison. Like, I mean, this is, this goes to the whole like you, everything. Some a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense makes sense at the end, where it's like, why is she being so like he? He wasn't necessarily like he. It's that like the story he weaved was that he was kind of forced into it. So I was like, why is she being so mean? Okay. But now it's oh, like okay. well, he chose to do this, so she's yeah. and, and I, not and not just that, but um, they obviously had to think hard about how to choose her dialogue because she, she her character would want to say like like do you know what you're doing be careful but if you say that it gives away the game yeah there was and so she she has to like have a limited dialogue basically yeah there was one thing i noticed like when replaying i was like that didn't set like now that i know the truth it's like the only reason you didn't say like the truth is because it would give away the whole game. Like, yeah. And it made the conversation really like more. Do you ever watch a, uh, what do you call it? Like home and away or neighbors. And then like a soap. Yeah. Like a soap opera. And they're just not telling the, like they're talking awkwardly and it makes the problem worse. And it's like, if you just spoke like human beings, the problem would be resolved, but no, the writers don't know how to do it. <laughs> but it makes sense in this because the writers are purposely trying to uh, push it forward. But, yeah. uh, Michael, what was your favorite sequence of the game? My favorite sequence? I enjoyed uh, rafting down the river with you. Yeah? <laughs> because we accidentally turned the boat backwards. <laughs> yes! We did that too! Oh my yes! god! <laughs> I know! That was the weirdest thing! I didn't... Because I... Th- what happened? Because I don't think either of them I was even trying. But we both stuffed up both times. And we both went backwards. But with Adrian, it was pretty, like, quick... I think it was pretty like, oh, okay, that was it. But with Michael, it was like, <laughs> and we went underwater for a second, and I'm pretty sure that's when the game lost, like, oh, and then just immediately flipped it around, if I recall correctly. Or maybe that was... Yeah. I, I'm trying to... I definitely remember Al's, like, like spinning and capsizing for a second, but then just flipping back up. Flips back up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? What? Physics doesn't do doesn't do water doesn't do the boat water that well. I was just going to say that um, the sort of preparation of the breakout, um, as you're like hiding in the hamper and sort of like collecting items, I feel like the breakout in particular. I would have been. I think I would have been happy to do a bit more of that and have a more dramatic more extravagant breakout than them simply going through they decide that they're going to go through sort of the service areas and then 
I don't even remember how how you get past like the outer perimeter. How did how did we do that? A zip line? Yeah. 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 I feel like if like they could have maybe done like a maybe a more exciting actual prison break. Where they go like, okay, now the next thing we have to get past is like we have to make it through like like the fence. Yeah. Or we can't get past the fence. There's nothing that gets near the fence. Maybe if they want to borrow from some other films, there's a famous um prison break movie where they get a helicopter into the prison. Just so casually slip it in in a cake. <laughs> No, they organized to like be airlifted out. So I think maybe, I think maybe a little bit more of a dramatic thing because it is a way out. But I think it's, I think it's again because of they wanted to keep the back half of the game basically secret. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the way the game was like, I remember it being marketed to me was like, it's a co op escape prison game. And I was like, cool. And then I saw someone play it and they were out in like an hour or two. And I was like, Okay, well, maybe it's it's got a bit of a how I met your mother thing where it's like, how is this going to keep going? Yeah, when the the thing is already done that they've named escaped after. prison, but now they need to figure out like how to escape yeah. the law further. Interesting. Um, I think my favorite segment is the assassin when a hitman from Harvey comes to take out the. I guess just oh, yeah. Um mm. and it does which and I think the game could have done more with this, especially at the end. Um and that's changing up the split screen and make it a trip screen. And that was a very cool sequence. Yeah, and you both have your screen, but then on the left you have um the assassin slowly making his way, taking pot shots. Yeah, like watching him do the fast walk. Yeah, I, which I always found really weird in, uh, in in media. But still, it was just so cool. I kind of wish that it like went a bit longer, like more detailed, or used to utilize that more. For example, maybe at the end when you're being chased by those cars and you're on the bikes, maybe if there was a third screen showing what the cars are actually doing, because. For all I know, and what it feels like after playing it three times, at the very end, like, you're on bikes. Not at the very end, but at the end, you're on bikes. And it just seems like nothing is shooting you. The, the game's just gone, eh. Just spawning bullets out of nowhere. Yeah, and gone, uh, we'll do a damage tick now. There we go. That's Until it. you drive into the side of a truck. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> it just appeared out of nowhere as I went over one of, like, the little jumps. No, it was a scripted Straight truck. It was a st- scripted truck for me, but you were right behind me, and so you just plowed into it and died instantly. <laughs> uh, that's that's one of the things with this is like there doesn't feel like that many moments where you can actually lose. Like, even when I was like shooting, like we were on the back of the cars and running away from things. Like, yeah, even on the especially on the bikes, just like I. Like we get shot at a bunch, but then it, they would just stop shooting, and then you would heal as it goes from black and white back to color. Yeah, I can. So I was like, I, I don't know if there's much sense of sense of urgency here. I can guarantee you can die on the bikes. <laughs> yes, like by being shot. I mean, not by but running. Like, it's into not trucks. like like if you just hold down R two and go. As long as you're not being a fool, I don't think it's that. It it is 
relatively easy, but it's definitely possible to lose and not make mistakes. Like, you still need to do, like, you need to do well. You can't just do the bare minimum. But um, think of the, sorry. No, you go. Think of the convenience store uh, chapter, yeah. the robbery. They they say in it in the story, they're like, oh, we can't exactly go rob a bank. And it's like, yeah, story-wise, we can't. But could you imagine how good that would have been? Oh, if this, yeah. Imagine if this is where it's going, that in, like, a spiritual successor. Imagine, like, split-screen cinematic payday. That would be Ooh, so good. Like, having to pull off, like, heists. That would be and amazing. Managing. And, again, and then it goes to the, the trip people. screen where... You can see because it did trip screen there. Yeah, she grabs a gun. The clerk at the, the yeah, she the does get that. That's right. I forgot and about you that. You see the triple screen, and I had actually gone in to check on you to save you. Yeah, and then it's revealed through the extra screen that I had to then run back out to stop her. Yeah, that was. But imagine, good. and you said like you never had anything particularly bad go wrong during that scene. Cinematic so payday, triple screen. More variables. People, like, what if someone rocked up at the store at that time? It's a petrol station. Yeah. That'd be... That, RNG. That would be good for a successor. And then w- what I was going to say, because I was going to say what you could do with the split screen, the one last thing that would have made this game, per like, ending brilliant for me, is if the final cutscene was all done on one half of the screen and the person who's died oh, was okay. black the whole time. Oh, that's brutal. Like they did it they did it for a second where the person like you're holding the controller and you can feel the heartbeat. That was really well and you feel it get softer and then the screen fades to black. But then slowly the survivor takes up the other half of the screen, which happens a lot in the um in the game when a point of interest happens. Um, but imagine just the entire final cutscene was just half of the screen was black. That that would be powerful to me. Or heaven if it went. <laughs> just went, just start, went to the you afterlife. Go back to the moon. Oh yeah, uh, Adrian doesn't know this, but you can go to the moon in this game. What? Yeah, because it's yeah. it's 1969 and there's the moon landing. And you oh, can okay. fall asleep in front of a TV while they're uh, showing the moon landing, and your character has a dream about it. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Michael was yeah. just jumping around, testing the invisible walls of the moon. Uh, I felt like we were falling too quickly. Well, in all fairness, Vincent doesn't know how much gravity the moon has. That's true. They had never been before. It was the first time. Before we wrap up and give this our rating, I want to ask, do you guys think there's there's anyone who, do you think it's possible to piece together what's really happening playing, you know, the earlier chapters? Like, do you think you could figure out that Vincent is an undercover cop from stuff earlier on in the prison and on the run and finding your families? Um, there's two things I reckon that could make someone come to the conclusion. The first is that, like, how does he uh, know? Like, he knows to how to disassemble a gun in a second. Uh, he knows, like, how to shoot and stuff, but apparently he's in jail for 
um, like for embezzlement, you know, for crunching the yeah. For uh, that's exactly what I cooking the books. This, that's uh, exactly what made me bring this up because mm. I was like, so many moments in the game. Well, not so many, but definitely enough that it was a thought. Where I was like, why does he know how to parachute? Yeah. Like, why does he know how to like? How does he, he have such a, a manly man for an, being an <laughs> yeah. accountant? How does he have a contact for to fly him to Mexico? Yeah, um, and I'm like, okay, they're sowing <laughs> the seeds here, but it's not so obvious that yeah, and the, that it's like like a police radio going off in his pocket or something. Like <laughs> it's just enough to you go, uh, something's up. Yeah, but okay, maybe they'll explain it later. But possibly also the fact that we get to see what happened with. Um, Leo, how the um the sale of the diamond went wrong. Yeah, and we see cutscenes of Harvey with the diamond. It's like that's the prominent story. We get no cutscene of Vincent's story, Vincent's interaction, whether it be uh him getting even arrested and being told that he's being. So do you reckon like, a cutscene that was fake would have? Like, been and good. I, yeah, I think they they couldn't do it because then it would be like a complete red herring, and you'd feel duped that yeah. you're then watching something that isn't real in yeah. the game world. But they could have had had it maybe a like a slightly different thing, like where he's in the um, like getting on the prison bus, and the chief commissioner like shouting at him, pointing at him like, you're going to jail and you're going to stay there for eight years or something like that. And like, oh, you, you're you definitely like, a criminal. You're going to jail. But actually definitely say Definitely nothing sus. But actually say it to the point where it's like, oh, geez, they really like hate him. Like oh, mate, what would be better would be like, you're going away for a long time, buddy. I'm going to make sure you're never going to see a ray of sunshine again. Like that, that would be good to be kind of like, well, I hate or, him. Or we know in the end, that he was listening on a wire to the whole sale mm. when Gary, his brother, dies. So a cutscene could have been Vincent running in to find his dead brother and then the cop sirens. Yeah. So it could sell a red herring and be like, oh, that's why he got framed because he happened to be there when his brother died, but Harvey's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. So you could say that's why he was blamed, but they didn't do that. So someone might pick it up that there's his story either doesn't make a lot of sense or it's a bit odd that it's not very important. Mm. And to finalize it, the other weird thing is the fact that um like so uh Vincent and Leo get into two fights in prison, which kind of gets them to know each other. The first one Vincent got roped into. That makes sense. But the second one, Vincent was like, I better protect Leo because he's the whole point that I'm here. Like, it was kind of, why are you helping him? He can't die. (laughs) Because you, like, yeah. And in playing it again, it's like, that was a bit more obvious now that I know. Um, But yeah, that's a way out. Yeah, no, we find a way out of talking about it. We've been gone for a while. Yeah, I'm I'm actually feeling like, is it? already been so long is this the whole podcast i want to talk more because it was so short the game i was like i don't know if we can fill out a whole episode but there's just so it's done it did what it wanted to so well that it's hard not to talk keep talking about it it was a very good game very good game i reckon um 
and I reckon due to its length and payout, uh, it is a game for a busy gamer. You see, yeah, okay. I was debating this because there's like two sides of the coin here where it's it's short enough and it's fun enough that yeah, it's a good game for a busy gamer. But also, trying to if you're a busy gamer, trying to find time and and make time with people, you're probably already aware is hard enough. Yeah. But you can play, so, it's co-op. So, for example, I'm busy most of the time, but I was able to play this with my partner, Two Birds, mm-hmm. One Stone. Boom. Uh, so I would say, I would say it, it is. You just got to find someone else who's just as busy and just <laughs> make some dates. It, I think it is a game for a busy gamer because it's, it's very condensed. It's very um, fast-paced. It's paced pretty well, but it also has those moments where you can clearly go, oh, it's a new chapter, or I've just completed something. I can be done for now. It took us, what, two sessions? Yeah, two sessions. So it's maybe six hours long, is it? Yeah, I th- I would estimate it at six hours long because Adrian and I played for like four sessions, Three, but two two hours and then two one hours. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it does what it sets out to do. Does it well? Okay. I did get to bring up one point. Can I quickly bring this up? Sure. It has a weird moment uh, at the construction site where it decides that you're going to play a cat and mouse game with a guy who's running away. Oh, yeah. And it changes instead of a split screen, it's one screen and it's from... It's like almost an isometric view. Yes. That's weird. That was a bit weird, but it does what it wants to do well. It gives you a taste of everything, but like I was sort of saying before, it's not it's not a masterpiece because I feel like it's on the way to something bigger. Yeah. Mm. I feel like the sequel, if they play around with doing the split screen, like doing the trip screen, just doing things creatively like they have, they tested the foot of what can they do creatively on the screen, um, and I think they told a very kind of straight edge story, and they had a straight edge split down the middle. Whereas I feel like for the next one, they could mix it up. They could have a more, uh, not necessarily like a dynamic story would be nice, where you choose what to do. Like you know, do we like you were saying, Michael? Do we break out with the helicopter? Do we break out? Do we sneak through the wall? Do we zip line? Um, but maybe a story that isn't so uh, familiar. Yeah, I think I'd like to see a bit of um a little bit of choice and a bit more of a sort of adventure game. Like a heavy rain level of adventure game. Like I'd like to see maybe something with trying to work things out together, looking for evidence. That could be a way they go. Flip it so this time around you're from say the Fed's point of view. Like you imagine that. Imagine being a game like this, but you are a you are two cops, and like you're Starsky and Hutch. All right, oh, okay, yeah, like that kind of game. Yeah, that'd be really cool. E- either way, I reckon this co-op storyline like this is really well done. Like, I mean, is is there something like this? No, this is pretty unique. I feel. Yeah, it's pretty Not good. Exactly like this. Like there are yeah. things similar, but nothing like. Exactly like this. 
it's always either like a full up, like a straight up shooter, something like a, is it Kane and Lynch? Yeah, that's one of them. And that's, it's good that it does that. About story. Um, and oh, what was I going to say? The fact that you can buy one copy and play with anyone else oh, is brilliant. Fabulous. And that is genius. I was amazed. This is an EA game. Oh. I know. This is like the first. Made by EA? It wasn't made by EA, but published by yeah. EA, EA. But even so, when they publish something, generally you expect a bit of money grabbing. But really, I do commend them uh, on the fact that you can buy one copy and play with it. Here we go. anyone on the same platform. On March 14th, according to the uh, the Way Out devs, they said EA is not making a single dollar from a way out. Oh, my. Interesting. They are the publishers, but every single dollar is going to the developer. They're not even making any money, and they got lots of support from EA. Interesting. They questioned the vision. They didn't, uh, they had no problem with the friend pass, with one person buying the game, and I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that that was because they didn't they didn't expect it to sell. They just wanted to see what Joseph Fares and his team could do and weren't concerned if it would be necessarily critically acclaimed or sell well. They just wanted to see the ideas come to life. And so it sold over a million copies, meaning at least 2 million people have played it. Potentially yeah. have played it. Yeah, true. Um, and they're not getting any money because they didn't think it would be this big. But I think it shows that people are hanging out for... Something like this. Good friend games. Yeah. yeah. Good friend games. real that, that aren't MOBAs and shooters Yeah, <laughs> that you have to be good at. This is just a good, fun... Fun. Yeah. A good, fun time. Good, fun friend. A little bit of shooting, a little bit of puzzle, a little bit of MOBA. Like Michael said, that one scene of MOBA. <laughs> <laughs> that one scene of... You remember the Animal Crossing game on... Wii U no. on the Nintendo Land. Ah, beautiful. That's what it was, except without collecting the candy. And now we're going to collect a new game for our podcast. You, you said that like they're not aware of our podcast. They're listening to our podcast. Ah, but I mean, next... like we're adding another to our collection of 24 episodes at this point. S- Moving forward. Speaking of being a criminal, you can hit and run. That's a crime. Can you do it in a way that's comical and hilarious for everyone? Yes, you can. How? It's called Simpsons Hit and Run. <laughs> oh, Simpsons Hit and Run, baby! Yeah, I'm so excited. I need to uh, find my copy. Actually, I do have a copy. What am I talking about? I don't need yeah, to illegally sure download everyone this. Everyone has a copy. I of have this. a copy of this. <laughs> it's a classic. It is a classic. I'm very excited to play it. Um, yeah, very happy. How does yeah. it hold up today? That's the question. That is the question. And then I feel like, do we also play Grand Theft Auto and see how that compares to today? <laughs> too much games for the busy gamer. Yeah, that's way too much. We're just going to play Simpsons Hit and Run. Is this our first? Oh, no, because we technically had The Grinch. I was going to say, is this our first like licensed game tie-in? But no, we've already had that sullied by The Grinch. <laughs> All right, quick question without thinking. Is this our first PS2 game? No. Oh. We did Kingdom Hearts. Oh, we did do Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. 
I barely did Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I actually I bought a copy. I have a legit copy. I was playing it legitimately. And we are legitimately going to play The Simpsons Hit and Run for the next episode of No Time to Grind. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear more of us but listen to all of No Time to Grind, you can also go to uh, wrongplacerighttimepodcast.com. Don't forget to go to No Time to grind podcast.com so that you can we have websites yeah you can go to the websites and then in the website there's links to your probably your favorite podcast app which is either gonna be itunes the big boy of the playground uh stitcher which is radio on demand or i think that's what it's called radio on demand radio talk radio on demand maybe uh or if you're not in australia google play is probably prominent and if you are in Australia on Android, pick up something like a podcast addict for all your podcast needs. Rate us highly on those. Don't forget to share them around. And hopefully you too can find a way out. Just like Vincent, he found a way out at the end. It's a, it's a double meaning. If he wins, he finds a way out. He gets out of the feds. See, it's clever. Look at that. Wow. That? Amazing. Leo, if he wins, he leaves. He leaves the life of crime. He goes oh, to the finds a way out. That is the final Act Five, Chapter Four. A way out. Dang, dang. Everybody finds a way out. <laughs> Ooh, beautiful. I've been Matthew. I've been Michael, and I've been Adrian. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Good night. Good day. New York City.